Imprints, performed by Zachary Wilcox, written and sound designed by Rebecca Palmer. I have so many stories, like literally millions, not even exaggerating. Millions. Actually, thinking about it properly, it's more like tens of millions. How crazy is that? But then, it's not really that crazy, is it? Every day is a new series of stories. Or, on some occasions, a continuum of a story. And sometimes there's a conclusion, and sometimes there's just silence where words or actions should be. A moment left lingering for all eternity. A moment left hanging on me. Every day, parts of the world, human, animal, all imprinted onto my very fiber, onto my very being. Love stories, kinky stories, sad stories, heartbreaking stories. Stories of strength and survival, stories of first hellos and final goodbyes, stories of villains and heroes, of silence and of song. If you hold your ear up to a seashell, you can hear the ocean, but if you lay your body down on me and listen, you can hear the past and all her secrets. <laughs> a favorite? That's an impossible question to answer. Be like picking a favorite child. Though from the conversations I've heard, parents definitely have a favorite child, no matter what they say. Grandparents too. There's the true love stories, proposals and marriage, but also heartbreak and revenge. <laughs> the groom and bridesmaid bumping the naughties on the eve of the wedding, and the bride discovering them, having guessed something was up. She brought down the entire wedding party and then set her wedding dress alight, throwing their discarded clothes on top, leaving them completely naked, basking in the glow of their friends and family's phone torches. Great-grandma was particularly displeased. She traveled all the way from Somerset. It was a good night, though. Oh, the drama. There are, of course, the stories that aren't really mine to share. The tough stories. The stories where I can feel their hands digging deep into my soul, trying to hold on, trying to stay grounded. I felt it more times than I wished to remember, when people have grown tired of life and they walk into the water and there's nothing I can do. Those are the stories I lock into my heart, a little piece of them imprinted on me forever and I keep them safe, close, so they're never lost, even when they're gone. And then there are stories of first sandcastles, first steps, the music that is made up of giggles and laughter, of chasing the pesky seagulls as they steal mom's chips, the smell of sun cream, of hats being blown along the shoreline, of friends around a fire, of first kisses, the happy lazy days that sit beside the bed. And then, there are the stories that span a lifetime, where you play an active role. 
when you become someone's favorite spot. The first time I remember them all being together was a 16th birthday. They gathered late to share stolen cider from the dad's stash in the garage. They ate cake, laughed, talked, drank, smoked. People still smoked them. Friendship. They would gather like that, and in many, many other forms, here in this exact spot for the next 70 years. 70 years. I felt their bodies change with time. Bigger, stronger, smaller, frailer. Their skin got thinner. Their voices also changing with the seasons. And the challenges and joys of life. Four best friends. Four lives. There were arguments, of course, and periods where one was missing. A gap that was felt on all levels. But they were never forgotten, and eventually would always come back. That's why their story is so special, because they always found their way back to each other, which is rare. They celebrated together and cried together, marriages, divorces, the birth of children, the loss of children. They shared a life. And they shared it here with me. They watched sunrises and sunsets together. They held hands, sat comfortably in silence. <laughs> they once had this wild, crazy night where they went skinny dipping under a full moon. They were in their 60s then. In their 20s, they discovered who they were. And then in their 30s, they rediscovered themselves. And again in their 40s and 50s. It takes a lifetime to know yourself. They ranted against the unfairness of life and celebrated their successes. They drank Prosecco in the summer and hot chocolate and Baileys in the winter. I looked forward to their visits because, if I'm honest, I felt like I was the link, the thing that kept them together, like I was a member of the gang. I felt seen. Important. It's nice. They started to lose each other in their late 60s. And death broke up the band. The first was lost in a car accident. Tragic. It nearly ended them. It was a tough year. And the second was ill for a long time. But they were together in those last moments here on the beach watching a storm roll. The remaining two would live another ten years together. The third 
Just went to sleep one afternoon. It was as simple as that. Easy. And the fourth. They still had a few years left and would still come down every week. Sit quietly. Be with their memories. Revisit old friends. They never knew it, but in those last years, I held their hand as they sat watching time unfold. I'd wrap myself tightly around their fingers. I was always there, the one constant. I didn't know what happened to the fourth. I just knew they were gone. Probably not the most dramatic or interesting story I could tell you, but a story nonetheless. And sometimes it's in the ordinary that you find the most extraordinary of things. <laughs> a little secret. If you're ever down on the beach where the old carousel sits, and it's a clear night when the stars are shining and the sea is singing and the wind has whipped me up, and I'm feeling sentimental. I will draw for you the faintest outline of a memory forever imprinted on the earth, on me. A picture of four friends sat on the sand, waiting for the sun to rise. <laughs>